Hello, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 182 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a review of two antitrust division cases, uh, criminal prosecutions of illegal no-poach and wage-fixing agreements. Well, hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Um, we're plugging along here in February and hoping that uh, you're getting a vaccine and uh, hopefully staying safe and healthy and uh, busy. Uh, before we get started on today's topic, I uh, wanted to uh, uh, bring a message here from our sponsor, Steel Compliance. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steel's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steel's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to -to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's compliance solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, I uh, wanted to turn to this uh, antitrust division uh, cases that happened actually at the uh, end of last year and didn't have a chance to uh, address them till now. But for for several years, the antitrust division has been warning, um, uh, warning industries and warning against uh, what are called no-poach agreements, which are illegal uh, cartel activity where competitors agree not to hire each other's certain uh, executives or employees, anybody. Uh, and they also have been... Uh, promising to bring a focus on wage fixing. In other words, where competitors uh, agree not to charge uh, or not to pay a certain amount to certain employees or professionals um, and agree to sort of a price fixing arrangement. So we heard about this and uh, this sort of emanated from several years ago and I'll talk about that process, the civil case uh, enforcement that was brought against various tech companies. And um, And uh, so now what happened is uh, the antitrust division kept to its word. And uh, from what I hear, there are other ongoing investigations 
uh, in this area. And what this means is a new risk, well, not new, but I think one that needs to be paid attention to with regard to uh, your HR and your hiring practices uh, and to make sure that there aren't uh, illegal discussions or agreements reached between uh, competitors in terms of hiring uh, certain executives, employees, and also the amount of money you're going to pay them. So the division, antitrust division, and remember they always call themselves the division. When I worked there, they were the division, even though there are several divisions within the uh, U.S. Department of Justice. But uh, so the division has warned companies they're going to bring criminal indictments, uh, and uh, basically now they've put their money where their mouth, mouth is. And the first one actually occurred on uh, January 5th. Actually, this is the second case. Uh, January 5th, 2021, a federal grand jury returned an indictment charging criminal violations against surgical care affiliates, SCA, and SCAI Holdings, which was the successor company to SCA. And this was the first criminal prosecution of a no-poach agreement. Uh, SCA operates about uh, 230 outpatient surgical facilities in the country, and they treat more than 1 million p- patients each year. And United Health actually acquired SCA in 2017. Now, SCA allegedly entered into two illegal conspiracies with other healthcare companies in the hiring of senior executives. So beginning in 2010 and continuing to 2017, SCA conspired with a company based in Texas uh, to allocate senior-level employees, employees by agreeing not to solicit each other's senior-level employees. So the solicitation, the agreement not to solicit, uh, is called, you know, euphemistically, I guess, no poach. In a second agreement starting in February 2012 and continuing to July 2017, SCA conspired with a company based in Colorado to allocate uh, senior-level employees through a similar non-solicitation agreement. So the indictment uh, outlines specific examples of the illegal agreements. On May 14, 2010, a Company A representative wrote, quote, I had a conversation with uh, SCA's CEO, Ray People, and we reached agreement that we would not approach each other's uh, proactively. And that was, company A was the co-conspirator. In other words, the company with which SCA's CEO agreed uh, not to approach each other's um, uh, employees proactively. In November 1st, uh, another example, 2013, employees of company A, again the co-conspirator, discussed whether to interview a candidate uh, employed by SCA in light of the, quote, verbal agreement with SEA to not poach their folks, close quote. And then another, the last example is on July 17, 2017, Company A recruiting and human resource employees believed that a candidate was employed by SEA, and a company employee noted in an email that, quote, although the candidate looked great, she can't poach her. Um, So it was obviously common understanding Uh, And notice you have an agreement between Company A, who's obviously cooperating uh, in this case, or else they would have been indicted, and they're testifying and providing witnesses against SCA, and also there are documents uh, that appear to be against uh, SCA. 
So this first, uh, that's the first um, no poach prosecution. And this followed actually at the end of the year. Uh, another case, which was called a wage-fixing agreement, but this was United States uh, v. Niraj Jindal, uh, which charged Jindal, an owner of a therapist staffing company in Dallas-Fort uh, Worth, of conspiring uh, with another company to fix prices paid to physical therapists and physical therapist assistants. Uh, Jindal... Uh, was also charged with obstruction of the FTC's civil investigation of the conduct. Now, the FTC does a lot of uh, civil investigations. They don't have criminal authority, but they uh, do a lot of civil investigations in the healthcare sector. Now, according to the indictment, Jindal made false statements to FTC investigators uh, concerning the alleged conspiracy. Uh, Jindal and a co-conspirator uh, agreed to pay lower rates to certain physical therapists and physical therapist assistants in the Dallas-Fort Worth mar- market. Now, the conspiracy only lasted for a short period of time from March to August 2017, but yet the Department of Justice Antitrust Division decided to prosecute this criminally, and I think to send a message, um, but it really isn't the most egregious uh, you know, length of an agreement, unlike the SCA case. Uh, the Jindal case was March to August 2017, um, and uh, the amount of commerce that was involved was probably not uh, so significant as like the SCA case. But nonetheless, it's an important uh, reminder that discussions with your competitors about employee payment schemes or rates is just something that's a little bit, uh, you got to be, it's a high-risk area now in particular. So let's look back on the history of how we got here for a second, and I mentioned that in the beginning, but uh, several years ago, uh, the antitrust division entered into settlement agreements with uh, high-tech companies including Adobe, Apple, Google, Pixar, and Intuit to bar them from agreeing to non-solicitation agreements um, for employees that prevented the companies from soliciting each other's employees for hiring opportunities. These illegal uh, agreements were carried out by senior high-tech executives. Uh, The companies were sued in a civil class action, which resulted in a $415 million settlement. And four years ago, if you go on the Antitrust Division's website, uh, the Antitrust Division and the FTC issued guidance as to uh, the application of antitrust laws to, um, to uh, no poaching type situations um, and, uh, and wage fixing agreements between employers. The guidance stated back in 2016, quote, going forward, the Justice Department intends to criminally investigate naked no poaching or wage fixing agreements that are unrelated and or unnecessary to a larger legitimate collaboration between the employers, close quote. So in the, in the situation where you may, let's say, have a joint venture between two companies and there's an agreement on, obviously, what you're going to pay people uh, in the joint venture, that would be uh, a different situation. That would, probably, that would not be illegal in the sense because there there was legitimate collaboration between the employers to run the uh, joint venture. Now, in 2018, uh, the Justice Department reached a civil settlement with Nor Bremis, B-R-E-M-S-E, 
uh, Westinghouse and Favely for engaging in an illegal naked no-poach employment agreement. Now, this, again, was civil, not criminal, and uh, I'll explain to you the reason why they didn't charge it criminally. The alleged conspiracy preceded the 2016 guidance, and no criminal charges were lodged. The antitrust division continued to warn against criminal prosecution of naked no-poach and wage-fixing agreements among employers. Interestingly, uh, the antitrust division often referred to the fact that it was investigating a number of conspiracies and expected to bring criminal prosecutions. Now, if you compare that to the SCA case, the interesting thing about the SCA case is those conspiracies continued into 2017 and 2018, but began back in 2010. And uh, so... Uh, the, the point here was that the conduct affirmatively continued past the guidance, which was issued in 2016, where everybody was put on notice that these were going to be criminally prosecuted. Had uh, SEA intervened and stopped uh, the conduct, let's say, uh, in 2016, they would have obviously avoided the criminal prosecution. So um, that's uh, the difference, I think, in terms of the civil versus criminal. I mean, the division has gone beyond, bent, you know, beyond anything, bending over backwards to say, look, we're going to bring cases here, and now we have several ongoing investigations. Um, but now, uh, and despite all these aggressive statements, for a long time no criminal cases materialized uh, until now. So the division is going to continue to pursue these cases, and companies have to redouble their compliance efforts, especially in the, those markets where competition is vigorous for employee talent, like the high-tech sector uh, out here in California. And uh, so this has to be added to your list of, and there should obviously be focus on cartel activity to begin with because of the criminal uh, implications, but adding to your risk uh, assessment and the, the your review is HR practices and your audit should include some uh, review or testing of your hiring practices with regard to certain employees or certain level of employees and to make sure that this is accomplished. HR should be trained with regard to antitrust division uh, risks with regard to uh, cartel activity, of course. Anyways, just a short uh, episode today, um, but uh, wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of this. I've heard from uh, several people who uh, that there are ongoing investigations, uh, and I expect that there are going to be more prosecutions uh, as we get down the road here. Anyways, stay safe, stay healthy, stay in touch. All the best. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com.